Ravens and Chiefs have agreed on a massive trade sending tackle Orlando Brown to Kansas City. So I love what they've done. This is a complete, yep. this is a complete overhaul of an offensive line. I'm trying to win every single game. I'm trying to go 20-0, 19-0, whatever it is. Future is what Patrick Mahomes said, which is 20-0. Yeah, 20-0 made sense. Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Um, you've got myself, Neil, again tonight and I'm joined by Tomo again. Tomo, how you doing, man? Yeah, good you? Uh, I'm fine, thanks for asking, yeah. Uh, so, um, the Chiefs lost 38-20 to the Buffalo Bills. Um, Jesus, I only watched half of it, Tomo, <laughs> because of the rain and lightning and... <clears throat> Yeah, that that took me to four o'clock in the morning, yep. and I couldn't stomach the idea of a second half of that. But you you weathered it out, if I can use the pun. Yeah, um, man, what were your thoughts? Because it was pretty grim from where I was sat. <laughs> well, a lot of our sports in the UK, we get criticised for um, calling games off for snow, yeah, uh, for rain in cricket, and. Like, the NFL, historically, is the one sport that they just play no matter what. Yeah. And at four o'clock in the morning, to have a weather delay, oh, when, no. <laughs> it <laughs> when it's already 24-13, and you're not getting the ball after half, was a was a tough one to take. Um, yeah, the weather, the, the weather delay just kind of summed up how badly... It had gone up to that point, and I mean, the second half, we even lost the second half, and and we were better in the second half. And you know, I've I haven't even watched the highlights of the second half. Yeah, well, the defense turned up in the second half. To be fair to them, um, and it, the, there's no one thing you can put your finger on at the moment and say this is what we're doing badly. Like it's just we're taking it in on. turns. When the offense is playing well, the defense is playing badly. When the defense is playing well, the offense is playing badly. Like, mm. and then special teams all chuck their hat in the ring just to kind of top things off. Like it's, it's just so frustrating to watch because this is not far off the same team as last year with a better offensive line, and yeah. like man, but there's some things. To, that, there's some we, things that are just so predictable. Like, I tweeted about... I tweeted the Chiefs are one fumble away from, like, full meltdown. Ten seconds later, kick-off return fumble. Yeah. On something that we've been talking about on this podcast for years now. But oh, they're bringing the ball out, yeah. Don't bring the ball out. You've got Patrick Mahomes. Like, and admittedly, the offence is so-so at the moment. But it is what it is. But give the guy the ball on the 25. You're... T- even even after what what boggles my head about the kick returns is is Byron Pringle fumbles the ball. It is what it is. I I'm not at the end of the day. I, I get that in certain situations. I understand if you need a spark, you bring the ball out of the end zone. You never know. But it, it, at that point in the game, the risk far outweighed the reward for me. Like, and then he so he fumbles the ball. The Chiefs. Then we actually forced sh- him to punt on that one, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But in that situation, w- with the way the defense was, the risk reward on that play was was oh, it was low. Was yeah. it was it was pointless. Shortly shortly after the Chiefs 
um, have another kick return. I don't know who it was. We got to the 29-yard line, and that was called a good return. Well, if the net gain is four yards to just taking a knee, mm. what is the point? If that's pre- if that's perceived good, 29 yards, there is no point in ever taking a ball out of the end zone because the risk, the risk of fumbling, especially on this team, compared to the chance of a score in a touchdown or a big return. Is it's it's just ludicrous, and it's it's just things like this. It's just decisions that are just putting us in bad spots. It, it's it's a lack of, I want to say football IQ, which is which is harsh because these guys are pro football players, and we're most certainly not, and have never been, and have, never will no. be. But it's like, it's basic decision. I think decision making is absolutely it. We're just making some really bad decisions, and they're costing us. Like, mm. you know, you look back to a couple of the previous games. Um, Mahomes, Mahomes, who is a supreme decision maker. Like, he's his ability to process what's going on around him and make the right decision to throw the ball to the right guy is unparalleled in the league at the moment, and possibly in the league in history. And yet, he's made some horrific throws the Baltimore uh, interception, the Chargers interception. Mm. I mean, It really does feel like, I wrote it in an article yesterday, that every time that guy drops back to pass, it feels like he has the weight of the team on his shoulders right now. Is he, he trying knows, to do too much? I, I don't know if you... I don't know, because you look at the... Has he really done much wrong in that game? If we're totally honest, he threw. I mean, the ball's bounced off Tyreek Hill, pick six. Mm-hmm. Then there's there's a wide receiver screen, which has been batted up in the air, could go anywhere. He's been picked off again. It's just, I don't know what what what. Would, it's decision making, right? But I'm not necessarily yeah. saying it's his because you look at the drive after we. So we we made them free and out at half time. Yeah. The drive, we get the ball back, we run on first down, we throw, and then run on third down and punt the ball away. Yeah. Like, I've got some hot takes on our run game, full stop, and our <laughs> running backs. But it just... Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Put them in whatever order you want as in terms of Chiefs' most dangerous weapons. On third down, the ball should not be going to anyone else but one of those three. Especially, well, two of those three. Very you worst it, case. You want it in Mahomes' hands and you want him throwing it to Hill or Kelsey. 100% yeah. on third down. On one that you have to have to get back in the game. But no, they hand the ball off to Clyde edwards helaire who is what he is. And oh, damned with faint praise. Oh. He is. He's. He is what he is. He's not. He's not what we expected him to be right now. And he's well, got injured, and that's unfortunate. And we, we said, didn't we? We're about to find out what the drop off is between Clyde Edwards-Helaire and a Jarrett McKinnon, Damian Williams. This is where the the analytics and running backs don't matter crew come into the equation because. You're gonna you're gonna find out in the next what three weeks because he's gone on injured reserve mm-hmm. for three weeks I think, so you've got three weeks of Williams and um, 
McKinnon and like uh, is Hedwood Hilaire's production so far this season been a product of the offensive line or has it been a product of him I I would put that a lot on the offensive line because mm, and he's missed some holes as well yeah I mean I, I I've gone on record here on this podcast many times and said I'm not impressed with Edward Hilaire for a first round pick he just doesn't no. He doesn't show me what I want from a first-round pick. And it's not helping that bloody Trevon Diggs is light in the league up with about no. a million interceptions. Who went 19 um, picks after Claude was there, by the way. Yeah. But um, we can say this because we drafted him. Yes, I know. But like running back wasn't a position which I thought was particularly high on our needs list and cornerback no. was. And we drafted a running back who hasn't done particularly well. Like, and the cornerback I wanted us to take has, has done job. really well, and we could really use a good cornerback right now. Um, yeah, we're going to find but, out how much how good Edward Tillet has actually been because if McKinnon and Williams come in and do the same production as mm. he's done, you kind of go well. At that stage, I'm going to go. Okay, we've wasted a first round pick. Mm. Well, how many big runs we were talking about before the podcast? How many yes. big runs has Clyde Ritzler popped off? And you, you found out he'd done what was it? Was it last it, year? His longest run of his career was, as in this year and mm. last year, was 31 yards, and his longest this season is 17. Which just isn't good enough. He he doesn't appear with the holes have... that he should have. It should be miles better than that. And I'm going to put if they go to Jarrett McKinnon. I guarantee you that guy has a 30-yard run in the next three games. Yeah. And if he does, I don't know what you do because you've you've just got to... I just hope the Chiefs ride the hot hand because I... What is the hot hand right there? I think we're invested... I think invested a lot of time here already into into the running backs. I don't even think they're even remotely the biggest problem on this team. But it's just... It just all goes back to drafting. You can read the the article I've put up, but arrowheadsabroad.com. Yeah, the drafting is so strange with the Chiefs. They always have this thing where they say they draft in tiers of players and and the best player available. And to an extent, I get that, but at the same time, we've drafted a running back and two middle linebackers <laughs> as our like top picks. And in the three occasions that we drafted those guys, we probably did need a middle linebacker. We needed a defensive end and a cornerback. And we still need a defensive end and a cornerback. I was just about to say that. <laughs> so you've got two linebackers when really we needed we only needed one. You've got a running back who we didn't really need because to be, it, well, we're, we're about to find out, but I suspect that we'll get the same production from whoever's running the ball back there. And then we still don't have a defence fan. And that's becoming a big issue now as well. I mean, we, we're getting no pass rush at all. Where was I looking? Oh, oh yeah, and, that go, and, the, and the lack of pass rush then goes on to the fact that you haven't invested in, in the secondary, well, the cornerback room, to say the least. You've got Ward, who we're missing, who's an undrafted guy. You've got Hughes and... Baker, who you've picked up for pennies, who you've got off the street. It's Reclamation just, projects. You've got Sneed, who was a, a fourth, fourth round pick, who, don't get me wrong, you know, I mean, 
He hasn't exactly been good this year, but I don't think that's necessarily his fault either. But you know, it's just it's just crazy. But it, it all but seems like, <laughs> hens are coming home to roost a little bit. I, I don't mind the not spending big money on cornerbacks thing if you have a pass rush, because yeah. then the cornerbacks don't have to cover a lot of the time, and you don't have Dan Sorensen running round 40 yards downfield suddenly going, oh, hang on a minute, I'll stop covering young Knox here because, you know, Josh Allen's had the ball for eight seconds already and he still hasn't thrown it, and then, oh, no, he's gone and thrown it over my head. So if you have a pass rush, it's not so bad that you've got Ward and you've got Fenton, you've got a couple of cast-offs and a fourth-round pick. Mm -hmm. The problem is when your big money on the defensive line isn't getting near the quarterback, and never mind pressuring him, we had one quarterback hit, was and that say, was from yeah. Mike Dana. I'm pretty sure we only had one quarterback hit on Justin Herbert as well. I think that's quite possibly right. Like, we we do not look... Like, defensive line has to come up with something, and I, I, th- I mean, we spent big money on Clark, we've got big money invested in Jones, we brought in Reed um, in the off-season to kind of shore mm-hmm. up the middle a bit more. Nardi was a relatively high draft pick. Was he third round? He's third You've round picking. Saunders was third round as well. But we're drafting such limited players. Like they're not Hitch. Like okay, Hitchens was Hitchens is a different situation because you got him free agency. But you've committed yourself to a guy that isn't strong in pass coverage. He can only defend the run. Chiefs can't still defend. Still can't defend the run. You you've gone and got Saunders and Nardi, who you're not expecting pass rush from. Do you see what I'm saying? It's mm, yes. Yeah. It's very weird. We're very very shoehorned into a situation where okay, this team is built to stop the run, but they can't stop the run anyway. So, what, what are they good at? Yeah, well, pass coverage wouldn't be a strong mm. point either. But like you're saying, how much they're investing into the defensive line is is absolutely oh, scary. Crazy really. amount of money. Um, and I don't for, know what's going for what. I, I don't know what's going on with 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 Frank Clark because um, I mean he's back now, but there's n- there's no juice there, right now. Carrying an injury still, I mean hamstrings yeah, poten- potentially. But when has he not been carrying injury? And this is another another problem that you've got is is like he's got he's he's injured. Chris Jones injured, and then there's <laughs> not a lot else left. You'd have to. Why think... did the Chiefs go and get Ingram in the in the off season? I don't it, know. He sat there long enough to get him. Well, I, I think the thing with him sitting there long enough would be that would tell me that other teams looked at him and didn't see anything particularly in him that was improving what they had. You know, yeah. if Ingram was good, he would have been taken early in free agency. So I, yeah. I, I don't mind that. Okay. I, you can. Frank Clark at the end of the season, you have to think he's probably gone. I mean, you can save twelve point seven mil against the cap next year with him cut. I think and they've got to blow it up. He's thirteen point six in dead money. I think they've really got to blow the whole thing up. It's a it's a big problem, and I I said to you before the podcast, and I'll I'll say it here, and it's it's a tough thing to say, but you've got Tyron Matthew who's out of contract in the summer. Mm-hmm. I say the summer, it's, you know, football term. Um, 
and he can write whatever number he wants down on a, on a piece of paper and give it to Brett Veach, whereas this deal should have been done before the draft. It wasn't. We were like, well, get the draft out of the way. It'll be done before the season. It wasn't. Now he's in a unbelievably shitty defence that needs him more than ever. Uh, the thought of a Tyron Matthewless Chiefs defence at this point, I mean, what is that? They're already 31st ranked. Can't get much worse. I'm just 32nd. But who, who's worse than us? I have no idea. Hopefully Washington, because that's who we're playing on Sunday. <laughs> well, they they have been bad. They've been pretty bad as well. But what I'm saying is, he can he can put down whatever number he wants, and he's a he's a 29 year old guy who's you know well worth the money. But we're going to end up in potentially a four year deal that he's going to want Jamal Adams' money, who is on 70 million for four years, and then the well, Chiefs all of a sudden back to square one. Where you're paying a lot of money again. To, a, to an ageing guy who, don't get me wrong, the Chiefs have to do it, but they have to get out of some of these contracts somehow. They have to get out of Hitchens' contract. They have to get out of Clark's contract, especially when they're not contributing enough. Tyron Matthew has contributed enough to warrant whatever contract they give him. But saying that Frank Clark had, had some sacks in the playoffs and they won a Super Bowl, that's great. They got the ultimate goal. But they didn't sign him just for that season. They signed him for this season as well. Like it's great that he was great that Super Bowl season. So he should have fucking been. But he needs to be good this season as well, and he's not. And that's the, that's the problem. Cutting Clark and Hitchens at the end of the season nets you about twenty-one million in cap space. Mm-hmm. And you take uh, four. And you take a seventeen million dead money hit. On that, I don't know if they do that. I, I have no idea. I don't know what's what's the net gain. Um, That's a big question. Well, the, the net gain is twenty million because so so net after the penalty is twenty million gain. Because if you did, if you just took the cap numbers like Clark for next season's twenty six point three, and Hitch is twelve point seven. Yeah. So you're looking at thirty nine million. You've got between to replace, the two of I mean, them. That's if suggesting you, that Nick Bolton's going to step in and replace Hitchens, which could well, well be you, the case. Yeah, that's I mean, fine. you would imagine that was the thinking behind drafting Bolton mm. this year, as he gets a year to learn, and you know, and then he steps into that middle linebacker position next year, and yeah. Hitchens is gone. You, uh, you would have to think that would be the thinking there, and that should have been the thinking in drafting a defensive end as well this year. That should. Theoretically, have been able to do the same, but we haven't done that. And somebody's got to play. If you get rid of Frank Clark, someone's got to learn the system and play on the edge for the Chiefs next year as well. But then with the drafting, like you're looking at where the value is when you were mm. picking, and you know if you're picking next to last in the second round, and you don't have a defensive end who's ranked and the best one mm. that's ranked is you've got a third round pick on them. You know, a late third round pick. You kind of go and well, yeah, you can't do anything. You can't take them then. So you, then you're forced into taking. Well, who's the best players we've got? Of and it goes back to best player available. You know, who's the best player on our list in this region of the draft? Nick the problem Bolton. I've got with that is was Clyde Edwards-Helaire was never the best player on the board at the time the Chiefs picked him. Well, so he could have like... been. It would have been the best player on the Chiefs board at that time, possibly. <sighs> That's a big stack. When when you've got like, I mean, that's the only way I can justify his bloody. Death. I know, but you can't say that team needs 
don't come into consideration when we desperately need a cornerback and there was a lot of cornerbacks there. Uh, but if you think very... like if we if you had the offense at the end of that season and you put a prolific running back into that mix and teams have to respect the run and he can also catch out the backfield so you've got to then respect him in the passing game as well you can understand that logic saying this offense is going to be even more difficult to stop and teams are going to have to find a way of doing that but he just hasn't produced he hasn't done yeah. he hasn't 100%. done that basically you know he, he hasn't exactly been that. what was advertised when we picked him and what the chief said oh you know this is what he is well he hasn't been that and that's on the scouts like or that's well no that's either on the scouts for misjudging what his skill set was or it's on the coaches for not taking advantage of that skill set good teams put the players in the positions to do what they do best Clyde Edwards-Hilaire coming out of college allegedly the best thing was receiver at the backfield and we just haven't done that which is um, weird yes yeah, so, it's uh, weird that they haven't even tried it for one game like no. I don't know. I, I I really don't understand what the reasoning behind not doing it is. No, I don't know. I, I I just don't know. But it's it's tough at the moment because this isn't a bad football team. Like they're playing well, bad, but they're not yeah. a bad football team. And they, well, good they can football sort teams this... don't play bad football. It's they're not playing. They're not doing the fundamentals and the basics well. I mean, last last what four games were minus 11 in turnovers mm. you don't win many games in the nfl when you've got that kind of turnover ratio but then again that kind of turnover ratio doesn't tend to last over the course of a season mm. for good teams but what has been the biggest loss compared to this compared to the team last year that made it to the super bowl do you know what i mean what has what has changed, changed? That they're now all of a sudden perceived bad. They've played. They've. You, do you get what I mean? Like they haven't I, I lost think, crazy people. Like I think teams are being more savvy about how they play against us. I think Duncan put in the WhatsApp group, and he put it really, really well. To play against the Chiefs, you have to be aggressive on offense and patient on defense. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what it meant. Mm. On offense, you're looking to score as many points as you can. You go for it on fourth down. Like, we've had more fourth down attempts against us than pretty much anyone in the league. And on defense, make us do... What was that? Our drive there that I looked at. Um, Let me pull the stat up. It was like a 17 play, 62 yards, 6 minutes and 29 and we've got a field goal out of it. Does it worry That's... you that, that we can't... To me, it seems like everybody has played the same too high shell against us all yes. season. Why can't we beat that with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill? Two of the best... We've got the best quarterback, best tight end, best wide receiver. Why can't we beat that? Because teams are daring us to run and we're we're not being successful in the run game. I would say. Although saying that, we Edward Zellera had two back-to-back hundred-yard games, so that's that's possibly a bit harsh to say. But should have had more, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if teams are saying, "Yeah, sure, you can have six yards on the ground if you want them," and we're still, but it just it just it, it just worries me that 
why does, why doesn't everyone then play too high defense and make every single team in the league do exactly this? If it's that if it's that good that it can stop Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, um, a brand new O line, if it can stop that, why aren't every single team playing the exact same way? Why can't we adjust to this? Because if you play any other way against the Chiefs, you will lose. Because if you blitz Mahomes, or if you play tight man coverage, or if you play single high safety, you are asking for the Chiefs to score a lot of points on you. And that's fine, and teams will do this for the rest of the year. But why can't we adjust to it? I don't. We need well, I think to, we, we have, I think to we find have adjusted way. to it. Like, because I think we are trying to be more patient so like we had a 17 play 62 Mm. yard drive we had a 12 play 80 yard drive to open the game and then we're down 14 whatever the problem you've got with it the more plays the more room there is for a mistake and this is what teams are doing now yeah that like like you say you've had a you've had a i guess you could say a ball bounce off tyreek hill for a pick six you've had a wide receiver screen that's batted up in the air and, and picked off and it's just I don't know if it's execution on our part, whether it's Yes, I think it is. You know you, and teams are giving us more opportunities weird. to make mistakes. Mm. And we're managing to make them. Yeah. I just don't feel like we're stretching the field as vertical as we, we kind of But you can't if the teams are playing too high safeties and not giving you the chance to get behind them, then but you the can't Chiefs did stretch this before where they, they stretched the field with Nicole Hardman, which makes the the, the safeties have to honour that, and that we used to see a Travis Kelsey crossing route underneath that, mm-hmm. which was into the space that was vacated by Nicole Hardman. And I'm not clever enough to go back and watch why that's not happening now. But you know, what I mean, adapt. you'd have teams thought... adjust to it. Teams adapt. Mm-hmm. So we teams, need to, we need to teams adapt watch to that. If you We've can see the Chiefs are doing that, then other teams are looking at that and going, yeah. "Okay, so how do we play against this?" And teams. Teams are evolving all the time, you know. Defenses are evolving all the time, same as offenses are. And yeah. the beauty of Andy Reid over the years is he's always been a step ahead. But right now, Doesn't I'm not sure way, he is it? that step ahead. No, that's. And then, uh, and then, obviously, to add add to that, you go back and you got the defense awful, and then you you're turning the ball over on special teams, and and like we say, the if the offense is playing well, the defense seems to be playing bad. The defense playing. Well, in that second half, that third quarter in particular, where they seem to have got their shit together, and then and then the offense, are, like you can't tell me that that the adjustment is to run the ball, run the ball twice and then punt it, like two out of the three players we run after getting the ball back, you you run twice, get absolutely nowhere, pass the ball once, and then you're punting in a situation where you went for it earlier in the game because the situation was that dire with the defense. He actually went for it in the first half and then he doesn't go for it in the second half. Mm. When we're in the exact same situation, you've just got a three and out. Now is the time. Now It's now or never at that point. You score a touchdown there, game's back on. But no, we punt the ball back to them. And it's just... Uh, I don't know. It just, it, I, I don't agree with... Like, and, and who am I? But uh, there's just a lot to just be like, shake your head at at the moment. Yeah. We're playing very good teams. That's the only other thing. But you look but at that and you go, good teams. yeah. 
and that's great. You're playing good teams. If people go, the schedule's hard. Schedule's going to be bloody hard in the playoffs as well. If we like if that if if that's the end goal for this team, if the goal is still the same, which it should be, then we've got to beat some teams we've lost to. <laughs> Realistically, do you see us winning the division? Like the churches have got a three-game lead on us already. Mm-hmm. No, because it's going to be it's going to be very tough because you've now got to go you've now got in, got to go into their stadium, which don't get me wrong isn't the the biggest advantage to them, but they're going to be more comfortable there naturally. Uh, you've got to go and even that up. The, the, if the Chiefs don't win that game, they don't win the division. It is literally as simple as that at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you've already got a, a must, must win game there. And then you've got to hope that they drop some games somewhere and it actually looks like they've been ran competently at the moment. And that's an away game on a short week as well. Mm. And Brandon Staley, like, man, <laughs> he's the guy. Like so, like he been very he does not care about going for it on fourth down either. But then, uh, I, I've great, long been an advocate of that. You know, yeah. teams need to. Um, you know, it goes back to the analytics again, like the win probability stuff. Mm-hmm. The, there's a really good thread on Twitter which, um, during games, gives uh, it's like fourth down win probabilities, and it's saying essentially. This is what you should do. The win probability says if you punt it here, it will go up by such amount. And if you go for it, then your chances mm. of winning the game are such amount. And quite often, the better option is to go for it. Yeah. And teams should do that more often. Uh, yes. You know when you're playing Madden, you just go, fuck it, I'm not going to punt. I'm just going to... Yeah, gonna, I ain't doing You know, that. I'm just going to go for it. Well, mm. although, you know, that's just you playing Madden. Like, there's... There's something to be said for it. Yeah. If in in the right situation, if you're in the opposition's half, I, I don't think I would ever punt. Well, the Bills, what were they averaging a play? Well, they were averaging twelve yards of passing play, which was just <laughs> insane. So we never would have got them to fourth down anyway. In fact, we no. didn't get them to fourth down. They never, they never had to go they for it. They didn't need to, yeah. No, they, they never. They had to punt, but they they never had they never had a situation where they were in in need of going for it. So we'll never know. But I mean, <laughs> they could have taken a sack and still gone for it on fourth down if they'd needed to with the the rate they were converting. So, uh, yeah, teams teams are cottoning on. We yeah. we said it last year. Teams thought that running the ball and playing the possession game was the way forward, and we said it time and time again. The only way you beat them is by getting in a shootout. The Bills scored thirty-eight points; they won the game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty simple. It's not rocket surgery. Got you've got to be aggressive, and and going back to your question about the division is, and that that's what worries you about the Chargers is that. They're going to play the most aggressive game against the Chiefs because they know if they win that game, it's theirs. Yeah. And they're not scared of us, like, and rightfully so. They've got their own guy that's really, really, really good. I, I honestly could see a world in which the Chargers go very, very far this year. Yeah, because if, if, <laughs> unfortunately, I so. Don't, yeah. I don't, 
a, their defence is a million times better than ours is and their offence is comparable at the moment God, the it's, painful, it's painful to agree with that but I do Yeah, it I is do. but there's something weirdly likeable about the Chargers in the way that they've they've built that team they've got their quarterback and, and you know they play they do play good football you can't yep. deny that yep they do and you know those are the teams in our division like the Raiders who absolutely god awful football just trying to shit house wins but and the they're, Chargers they're busy imploding at the moment yeah that's fine they'll be alright yeah and the Broncos are awful the as Broncos well, so. still have Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback so I'm mm. not particularly in, concerned about them no um, it's 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 going to be very tough. I, I I think for me, it's all going to come down to that that game against the Chargers. Um, if we win that, I think we're in a in a relatively healthy position because if you win that game, to win that game, they're going to have to sort out a lot of problems that we've got at the moment. If they win that game, they've sorted them out. What happens when everyone's healthy on the defense and everyone's on the field at the same time? Like, do, how much of an improvement when Chris Jones is there and Frank Clark is there and Willie Gay is there and whoever, uh, Ward, Chavaris Ward is playing, how much of an improvement do you think you see from that defence then? 22nd in DVOA, which is what they were last year. I don't think you can which, expect much We've always said, like, if, if you can have an average defence mm-hmm. with this offence... Yeah. You know, you'll you win a lot of games. Last year they're twenty second. I'm not sure 22nd. that's enough. Now. Last year they're twenty second. This year they're thirty first. If they can get everyone on the field, I think the ceiling's twenty. If mm. the ceiling is twentieth, um, which ordinarily I'd say is good enough for us to win a Super Bowl, but the offense have got their own problems which they haven't really had before. So, yeah, for me, it goes back to. What I said before, if you can, if you win that Chargers game, they've sorted these problems out because they're going to have to be very good to beat this this Chargers team. Yeah, the way a short week it, away from them. it's not even the fact they're good; it's the fact they're aggressive and have got the recipe to beat us. And there's no reason for them to bottle that at home in a game where they can win and win the division essentially. So they're going to be as tough as it gets. And if you beat them, you're beating one of the best teams in the AFC and you've sorted out your problems and then I'll be confident that this team's fine but until they do that and they win that game that's the question mark because the, the schedule eases up now it's all good going whacking 40 on on Washington that's that's fine but Derrick Henry it, and Tennessee Titans the following week yeah can you stop the run now like i the Titans even like You've got to win these games. These are games that the next three games. All of a we sudden, need are. to win all three of them. Yeah. We've got Washington, Tennessee, and the Giants, mm. and we have to win those three before we play Green Bay, away at the Raiders, and then Dallas, yeah. and then it's the bye week. But the the, the problem you've got is they're not that you know you have you have to win all three of them. Whatever happens, if you don't, we're in. Se- if you don't, if we don't come out of it free, I know we're in serious trouble. Like, like properly. Like we're. we're what are you going to do? Because we're two and three at the moment. Mm-hmm. We've got six games before the bye. What's our record at the bye week? 
I don't see that. Are they going to beat Green Bay or Green Bay or a Dallas? Yeah, I could see them Dallas, winning one. Dallas I, would I, concern me more than Green Bay. They're going to have to go five and one. Yeah, which would leave us what seven and seven and four. Four, yeah. And then you've got after the bye week, you've got three division games. Mm. So you'd want to be seven and four. You'd want to be nine and four, going to LA to play the Chargers. I haven't gone through the Chargers fixtures enough to know whether we're I likely to be in at touch. A moment ago, because um, okay, so you say so we'll note it down that we're nine and four. Let's let's say we're nine and four going into that game. <clears throat> Chargers play the Ravens away at the Ravens next week. That's a massive game. It is, yeah. Both of those teams are How beating us. How is that Sunday at six? That's insane. Same time as us. That has got to be the TV game. That's mm-hmm. got to be on Sky, surely. Yeah. Uh, so they play away at Baltimore. I'm going to go with a loss for them. Um, so they'd be four and two. Play at home to the Patriots, they'll beat them five and two. Away mm-hmm. the Eagles, they'll beat them six and two. Vikings and Steelers, they'll beat both of those two. That's eight and eight, two. Eight away, and two. <laughs> away at Denver, that's nine and two. Away at Cincinnati, that's ten and two. Mm-hmm. Home to the Giants, that's eleven and two. So they're eleven and two to our nine and four. Well, that's where you make it interesting, isn't it? Because then you you bring a game back, and then we're. We're ten and four. They're eleven and three. So we're a game out. Yeah. Split the tiebreaker, and they finish with at Houston, home to Denver, and at the Raiders. They've Christ, got they... the easiest schedule I've ever seen. Christ. They have, and and that's. I, I have them going. And 14. that's if they, and that's if they lose a fifty-fifty-one to the Ravens. I have them going fourteen and three there. <laughs> Which means we would have to sweep. Wild card. We would have to go. A hundred percent through the rest of the season to to match that, which I don't see us doing. No, so it's already looking like a wild card situation. Which, I mean, they're no better than a wild card team at the moment the way they're playing. So, no, honestly, um, that's you know what, like, it is what it is. It doesn't mean you can't win the Super Bowl from 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 wild card. I'm pretty sure the Bucks did it last year. It's not like Arrowhead's exactly a massive advantage home field advantage right at the moment. No. Like, we lost to Buffalo, we lost to the Chargers, and we probably should have lost to the Browns as well. But, you know, speaking for someone that's never been there, and you'll be able to tell me more, Uh I feel like with Arrowhead, the advantage comes on a big third down, which we Mm. don't have, we never have any of them, a defensive third down where you've got the pass rush teeing off. That's where the Arrowhead advantage comes in. And and we don't have that at the moment. We can't like, get teams in that. We, 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 we can't, can't get, get them into exactly. third down in the first place. Never mind. Exactly. So of course there's no them. of course there's no home field advantage, and you know you can put it relatively simply with the defense. You've got we we all know that our secondary's not the best in the world. In fact, our pass rush over line the linebackers and the cornerbacks, uh, so our pass coverage isn't great. But exactly like you said earlier, that's always been covered up by the fact that we send pressure and they haven't got to hold up more than three seconds because they've got to get the ball out. And that, you know, there's no pass rush, so all of a sudden they're getting exposed. This shouldn't be coming as a surprise. Yeah. My biggest concern is over the next three games, 
you've got the Giants, the Cowboys, Giants, who would you say? Giants, Washington, Washington and Tennessee. Tennessee. I'd say the most important thing out of those three games is getting Chris... Chris Jones and Frank Clark in a situation where they can play the rest of the season. If they have to miss games against Washington and and the Giants, they have to miss games because the Chiefs have to be winning those games anyway. Mm-hmm. But you've got to get those guys healthy for the back half of this season, whatever it takes to do that. They have to do that. Yeah. You'd... Otherwise, otherwise, it's going to be the same problem back half of the season. They've got... Chris Jones got a hand injury. I don't know how that goes away by playing. No. You know. Well, didn't Thuney? Thuney's um, got a hand, yeah. Hand injury as well. Same situation. Yeah. One hundred percent of snaps. But I can see how, how effective limited with... is how effective Chris Jones can be with that injury. You know. Well, at defensive end, he hasn't exactly set the world alight so oh, yeah, far, has he? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's just that's the question, isn't it? I think it, they've got to sort the pass rush out, and I mean. I don't know how much having Chris Jones and Frank Clark on the field would go to sorting that, but it can't it can't harm you having them both there at the same time. Cause have how many games have they played together this season? Two. No, I don't know that they have. Have they? Clark missed the first two games. Jones has missed Jones the last. Jones missed this one. this one. Clark missed the the Eagles game, didn't he? Um, so you're only looking at one or two. So if, you're looking if, at if one, all, probably the Chargers game. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, and then we didn't have a pressure on it. I think we had one. Like, yeah, it's it, it it's very hard at the moment because this team set a, set a very high standard for itself, and they're not they're not getting anywhere near that standard right now. And I think it's the first time that I've seen the press conferences where they've lost a game, and it, it's like a lot of the time. I've watched a press conference after we've lost the game in the past and they've been angry. They look dejected right now. It doesn't look like they're angry with themselves. It looks like they're dejected to me. Yeah. Like going around and saying you're embarrassed is all good. They should do something about for, it. For then. me, you shouldn't be embarrassed. You should be angry. Yeah. You should be angry that we're in this situation. You should be angry that we're not as good as we were last year when we're supposedly improved. Our record like, doesn't the, reflect... How good the players are on the team? No. And they've played. They've played good teams. They have played good teams. And I'm sure if we'd have had the Bills' schedule, it'd look a lot, lot rosier. I'm sure if we had the Chargers' schedule, it'd look a lot rosier. Yeah. But. And then we played the Eagles as well. Who but the crap. it's the way we're losing that's the problem. Like. Yeah. We're used to not losing two score games. You know. Yeah. Three score game <laughs> against the Bills. 18 point an 18 point loss at home Ugh. we're so used to being as well like oh the defence is a problem the defence is a problem the offence is a problem special teams are a problem like penalties are a problem coaching fumblings a problem. fumblings are a problem coach decisions are a problem like it just seems <laughs> just we could just do it with a bye <laughs> come back six weeks bye. ago mate that's six weeks away I know just uh, but this is the thing how much uh, yes, how much they can how much can they change? You know, they stood pat and didn't didn't take Stefan Gilmore. They didn't take um, linebacker that's gone the Packers from the Cowboys. Uh, Smith, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. They they've you know yeah. we need cornerbacks. We need linebackers that can cover. 
But it, I'm not uh, saying uh, they're the answer. Go... I'm not saying they're the answer. But we haven't tried to, def- you know. I don't know if you can. Yes. Well, it's it's just not that easy is. to pick up job. good players during the season. I mean, trade deadlines coming up. Mm-hmm. You are you willing to give up draft assets for players right now? Like, we haven't exactly excelled at drafting recently, so I wouldn't <clears throat> necessarily be massively unhappy. But you need the draft. Be, got... You need the draft picks because you need the players who are on the low dollar contracts. Mm. I'm going to be to totally cancel honest. out Mahomes and mm. Chris Jones and Frank Clark and whoever else is to Matthew when he gets his new contract. Hmm. They've got to, they've got to blow this this defense up in the in at the end of the season and they've got to approach the defense the same you way they approach yeah, the offensive line. A hundred percent, and you can't give away the capital that we need. The situation is a situation this season. I think. I, I don't I don't think there's a solution out there that you're gonna get at the trade deadline that's gonna fix the problems that we've got. Like unless you're gonna find a guy that's gonna go and get us ten sacks for the rest of the season, which you're not. You know. Then it, that, it, the problems are the problems for the rest of this season. Now this is the situation we're in. The best so you can hope for is that you get, how do you but you've gotta get people healthy and you've gotta get them on the field and hopefully that it all picks hope up that's and enough. because these guys can't gel, and there is a communication issue when teams go hurry up. But then, these guys haven't played together enough. You know, I mean, you could argue it's year three of the system. There's a lot of the same guys. I get it, but there's also Mike Hughes, DeAndre Baker, people that you didn't expect Jared to be in this season. Nick Bolton. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of new guys as well. These guys need to be playing week in, week out, and grow together. But it's week six. Yeah. Now. And 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 this, it's a seventeen-game season. We're a third of the way through. Like we are what we are. Yeah, you you always are what your record says you are. Yeah, even if you don't believe it. Exactly, we've got a tough schedule, but we're also not playing very good football. So yeah, that's a bad combination. It's, it's tough, but I mean, I guess it's probably time after forty-five minutes of of being very very down, we've got to try and preview the Washington game. Which is very hard when you don't know what this team is. Yeah. Do you because have a prediction for the Washington game? Honestly, trying desperately to think of his own prediction. Yeah. I mean, I can't I, pick any two numbers, same as always, because I have no <laughs> idea. But I think the Chiefs will win. But it really doesn't. These aren't the games that matter. They matter now in terms of getting the win right, and. I suppose you've got to try and save some face, but this isn't the game where we learn anything. You're not going to learn anything from this game. If we blow out Washington, we should blow out Washington. If it's a close game, well, yeah, we're not very good at the moment, and that's another concern, but you're not gaining anything from games like this. You've just got to win them. This is the same as the Eagles game to me. Yeah, it's a no-win situation. Yeah, if you beat them comfortably, then people expect you to beat them comfortably, and if you Mm -hmm. don't, then people say, "Oh, you know, you've got there's there's problems there." Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a lose-lose. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and if you lose, it's a very big lose. (laughs) But you know, I expect the Chiefs to win. Um, the the individual talent should get them through this game, but. I just hope that we can see some sort of team co- cohesion. Um, and I'm quite intrigued what the running back situation looks like. 
yeah, they're the two things. They're the two things I'm looking at because it's still not looking like we're going to get Chris Jones and Frank Clark on the field at the same time this weekend. It's not trending the right way as far as the last time I looked. Yeah, I haven't seen injury reports come out. Actually, they come out today. They always come out on a Wednesday, but I haven't seen one yet. I didn't think Chris Jones practiced, but. Uh, Chris Jones is questionable. He didn't practice. Blake Bell didn't practice. He's questionable. And Tyreek Hill didn't practice. He's questionable. Yeah. It's the last thing we need is Tyreek. I mean, Tyreek Hill looks like he's been somewhat struggling all season. I don't know. He had 100 and... Oh, he's looking good, yeah. yeah. And 100 and... Where are the uh, 197 and 186 <laughs> yeah. yard games? Like, that's not hey, he's doing he's doing all right. That, don't get me wrong. But like... No, not not struggling in terms of stats. He looked like he was carrying a knock at the start. Yeah, in, yeah especially yeah. in the second game, he looked like he was carrying a knock to me. There was certainly um, there was one of the games recently where I was watching him and I was thinking. In fact, I tweeted it during the game because he looked like he was limping. I think it was a Chargers game. Yeah, uh, and he genuinely looked like he was hobbling as he was going along. Yeah. So, so do you have a score prediction for the Washington game? Give me, give me a concrete answer. I think they end up putting up thirty and holding Washington to like twenty. So like thirty twenty. You think defense will hold them to twenty? I, I, I don't. What have they got? Tyler Heineke. Yeah. Mc, like, McLaurin's a good wide receiver. Yeah. That's about it, really. Yeah. I, I I honestly just don't think you can learn very much from this game. They've just yeah. got to win it whichever way they take it. Yeah. I think I'll go 35-27. Um, mm. I think there'll be an improvement on the defence, but not I'm, that much of an improvement. Mm. I'm really um, intrigued to see the running back situation for the Chiefs because I think being able to run the ball would just take some of the pressure off. But it seems like every time they run the ball, well, a typical example: Clyde Edwards there before he got injured, seven carries for thirteen yards. That's one point nine yards a carry. One point nine yards a carry. No wonder we weren't going anywhere. No wonder in third and six team that's playing with two deep safeties and dropping everyone into coverage all the time. How the hell are you only getting a yard on that average? You're you're third and sixes. You're behind the chains. Like you know, you know who looked really good for the Bills. Russo, the defensive end, who was, oh, our, yeah. who was mm. our first draft pick this year. Mm. Well, again, go look at the um, the article. We couldn't have drafted him. He went two no, picks before our it. original draft. Yeah. And don't be wrong, we needed a, we needed a left tackle, but we highlighted the need that we were willing to take a running back over a left uh, running back a defensive end over a left tackle at that spot. We were in a situation where we thought that that need was as high mm-hmm. as getting a left tackle, and it wasn't addressed. Yeah. And look at us now. Yeah. Damien Williams. That positive. No. <laughs> Damien Williams, though, when he came in, five carries for twenty-seven yards, five point four average. Mhm. Yeah. That's first downs. Yeah. At that rate, and that's what we need. I'm intrigued. I want to see it. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, what is it? Six o'clock kickoff hour time. So a bit be better. 
12 noon in KC. We're not at clock change time just yet. Oh, it's two weeks away. Mm-hmm. That's actually clock changes uh, for us the, the week of the Giants game, which means we kick off at 12.15 instead of 1.15 a.m., which is always a bonus. Yep, that um, sounds good. So 6 o'clock kickoff for us. Um, doubt very much it will be on Sky Sports. Um, okay, Tom, I think that'll do us for tonight. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate Thank it you. as always. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate that too. And from one kingdom for another, we'll say goodbye for now. <laughs>